Hashtag 59, Mike R. here, co-host of the podcast. Welcome to Michigan. We have made it here for our Midwest Adventure season, and in this episode, we get back to a little bit of season four talking about sandwiches. But more importantly, we give you Jill G's highest high of pure Michigan and lowest low of pure Michigan when it comes to experiencing outdoor adventure in this state. Come on inside. We'll see you there in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Tim Allen, we're here, Pure Michigan. Is that his voice? That's yes, it is. Tim the Toolman Taylor. I didn't know that. Yeah, those commercials are good. Big time Detroit Lions fan. The whole the whole show, Home Improvement, is set in Michigan. I it think, is. Yeah, I think he's from here too. I never knew any of this. I just know that those commercials are good. And I do think they have other voices now, but. Tim, Tim Allen was the one who really set those off when they first came out years and years ago. Yeah, he's getting residuals for that still, all those commercials. Very American of you, thinking about his, <laughs> his royalty income from it. Well, he should. That is talent. He's driving people to Michigan. That, you're right, he is. We're here. I mean, besides to the 
the piercing blue images that accompany his voice in the commercial. Other than that. Other than that. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Mike R., Jill G. here. Hashtag 59 podcast. Our Midwest Adventures season, episode 8. And yes, we have finally... Made it to Michigan. Yes. Feels pretty good up here, doesn't it? It's nice. It really is pretty nice. No offense to all the, the humidity... Lovers in Ohio, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, but 75 up here. It's that we've had a couple pretty toasty days, but other than that, it's been really nice. So, if you follow along on the blog, I've been doing several different hikes in Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore, which is this gorgeous strip of protected land under the National Park Service about 30 minutes from where we're living in Michigan this summer. And I'm actually, I got a, I got a vest, orange vest, being part of the Friends of Sleeping Bear Dunes, the nonprofit that protects the land. Pretty sure it doesn't say ambassador on it. Ambassador that. on it. Yeah. So Cotopaxi and I have been hitting the trails, all the trails, but one are dog friendly. Uh, but Jill has a job. So she doesn't get to go on all these hikes that we go to. Very few. So these have been in the blog. But today in this episode, we are going to talk about our family high and family low adventures so far that we've done together so we've far. We've got a high and we definitely have a low. Where, do you want to start with the low? No. you want to start, start with, with the, the high? high? Okay. Yeah, let's start with the high. Okay. In... Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore is the Pierce Stocking Scenic Drive, which described by the Friends of Sleeping Bear Dunes, so maybe a little biased, the most beautiful scenic drive in all of the United States of America. Really? Yeah. Now, I said it's done, it's, that's, it's dubbed that by the organization that started protects it. it. <laughs> But it's a really beautiful section of the National Lakeshore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, you're in agreement. I'm in agreement. So the Pierce Stocking Sand Drive, kind of cool story about how it was named. Pierce Stocking was one of the original protectors of this land, did a lot of work to get the land protected in I think the sixties and seventies, lived here. And worked, once it was protected, worked the booth to allow people in to go on this scenic drive. And he worked the, from the booth, the entry booth, until, pretty much until the day he died. And the, within a week of him passing away, they renamed the scenic drive after him. I did read that, actually, on the first stop on the like, on your scenic storyboard drive? or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the scenic drive's neat. Uh, it's, I think, 12 miles long with nine stops. And it has a couple different hiking trails. It has a couple different scenic overlooks. And what we did was I went and bicycled it mm-hmm. while you and our dog, Code Epoxy, took we, the Nissan Rogue. Yeah, we drove it and stopped at all the overlooks. And did some little day hiking around and met we met a couple times. Yep. On it, but it, it is a it gives you if you only have a half a day in Sleeping Bear Dunes. 
I think it gives you a really good snapshot of the area. You can walk right out to the dunes and hike around. You can see that it's not just sand dunes, wildflowers, forests, mm -hmm. a lot of wildlife. And then how about that stunning overlook of Lake Michigan? Yeah, I mean, it's just beautiful. Looks like you're on the ocean. And then kind of hilly, too. Yeah, parts of it are, yeah. I mean, you were on the bike. You would notice more so, but yeah. And maybe I would notice it. At one point, I actually had to walk that bike up the hill. So you I were was, going so far straight up. I was terrified because I thought I'd get lost. And I forgot about the whole preparation this, this of this. could have been a, the down point, but luckily it wasn't. And when we checked in at the visitor, well, it's not the visitor station, like where they check your pass and stuff, the entry point, I asked for a map and I asked if I could get lost. And he was like, I mean, if you don't stay on the path, which I think he meant hiking because at a number of the different overlooks or spots, you can go on a trail and he was like, you just have to stay on the route. But the the scenic drive is just a one-way loop. I mean, there's literally nowhere else to go. And that's what I would... But you took off on your bike, and I was afraid, like, I was not going to be able to find you or meet up with you and take a wrong turn. I always get very anxious in the big national parks because they're just massive. Like, you could just be driving and driving. And and this park, it, this... This was not this area nice. is huge, but the but particular nice scenic spot. drive is one way and impossible to get lost. I mean, it literally butts you I out. I don't like the, to use the word impossible, but you might be right. It might be impossible. You can get lost. You can get lost on the trails, of course. If you just stay on the road, it's going to kick you right back out at the same yeah, entrance. Same station. exact spot. Or I guess you could keep circling if you missed that. And yeah. while you're doing this, Code Epoxy and I are sitting there thinking, we've already done this. <laughs> Drive. I didn't trust it. And so she I, did not trust but, us. So I got a map, which is actually also helpful because it points out all the different stopping points. And then at every stopping point, we stopped every time. The first one is like a covered bridge and tells the Pierce, what is it, Pierce talking? Yes. Uh, story. And then each one kind of, you know, some of them talk a little bit about the geological landscape and some talk about um dune trails so one was i can't even remember now i should have written this down but on one of them fact check it they were talking about how um oh the four the they, trucks it was just a car it was like a convertible sedan um started charging people this is back in the day to take a car ride through the dunes and like down by the water, like up through the sand dunes. And they just kept getting better tires and things like that. And they did it for like 25 cents a person. And they did it until something crazy. Like, I don't even want to say, I'm going to say like the seventies or eighties. I mean, it felt like not that long ago. No. And they realized it was bad for the sustainability of the area. So they stopped doing it. But, I mean, it was just kind of like those worst ideas of tourism in the area and how people could see it easily and very interesting. Side note, we were watching this Yellowstone documentary last <laughs> night that you Excuse me. fell asleep. It during. was very educational. You said it, so it was very educational and boring. But a 
a tour guide talks about Mammoth Hot Springs, and he talks about the entrepreneurs, and he used it in quotes, that came and almost ruined the hot springs. The land got taken from the Native Americans, and there was a law between it getting protected and when it was stolen that almost ruined I mean, there's remnants of that everywhere we go. I haven't seen it, obviously, on, like, this trail, except what I just talked about. Um, But, you know, a lot of the times when we do those cave tours and stuff like that, you see where people broke things off or wrote things in the walls. Um, Just because they thought it was going to easily regenerate. I don't think people were trying to be destructive at the time. I guess I don't know. Maybe they were. But, um, yeah, I think there is definitely remnants of those types of things wherever you go. But you made it out. Made it out. But it was really nice. And, in fact, I don't remember how long we were out there. Maybe a couple hours. But we really only did a couple little short hikes. You could make an entire day of it. If you wanted to go and hike a bunch of the trails and go out on the bluffs, I mean, there was a lot to do. It actually connects the iconic strenuous hike in Sleeping Bear Dunes is the dune climb. And the Cottonwood Trail on this drive connects to the dune climb, which leads you out to Lake Michigan. If I were to come here and have one day, I would probably do this drive with an extensive set of hiking. It's probably the best the best way you could utilize your time, I think, mm-hmm. to see a lot of the park. Now, I mean, we're here and there's so many other areas. I've done, there's rivers and there's forest hiking, but if you have if you have a day, I think this this would probably be the spot. And you could also do it shorter. Mm-hmm. If you just wanted to pop out and do a couple of the viewpoints, it still is a really pretty drive. And then afterwards, we to keep this high point, yeah. we went on down to my new hot spot in the town of Empire, Michigan, the Shipwreck Cafe. It is so good. You've only got, you had it to go, I, I guess. I had it twice. Yeah. I was there once and had it to go. I think I've eaten there seven times it's now. It's so good. Code Epoxy slept outside of the front of it more than most people probably ever ever been there, I feel like. It's a cafe that has, obviously, sandwiches, salads, incredible soups. Wood-fired pizzas on Friday and Never Saturday nights. Never been there. Might Never have been to there. that up. Uh, you also went there early one day to get a breakfast sandwich. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a really well-crafted cafe that has a lot of really cute ambiance, too. You know, it was just... Just uh, started in 2017, I read. Wow. Yeah. So that was the high point. So that was basically our hike in a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to last. Going back to last season. Now let's talk about. The low point. Oh boy. This you, is a low point for everyone. You Just kidding? It was mainly me. You had a national holiday for Juneteenth. Yep. And we decided we would go out as a family together and during the afternoon and go on a hike together. And it happened to be the one or two muggy days. It was very humid and muggy that day. It was muggy. And we did not find it. Okay. So I found it's called the Ransom Lake Natural Area, which is only. He said it was a, um, a walk around a lake. It was. It is a flat walk around a lake that 
also features flies, flies, <laughs> mosquitoes, and high amounts of humidity on the muggy day, and you were having none of it. None of it. You guys, it was so hot and it was so buggy. It was so buggy, and we pull up to wherever. I think I I think I found a random trailhead. This place is very it's a natural area, probably like ten or fifteen minutes from our place in Interlaken. There was like a board for a map, but there was no map. So it seemed like it was closed. And as me. a sleeping bear dunes ambassador, I would have check marked that, that and reported that, but we were not in the National Lakeshore. This is a different protected area. They need ambassadors as well, obviously. I guess so. And so it's maybe like a 10-minute walk till you even get to the lake, which is um, maybe like I would consider it like a, a dried up or drying up stream. But so it was really like, um, uh, like not mossy, but like caused a lot of flies and stuff. I don't know. You, within, friends, I bet 100 yards I of this hike. I decided it was not my jam. No, she was, Jill was out. I was out. And there was, and then like we got to the lake and it was, I get, yeah, I mean, it was probably a nice lake. I shouldn't bash the lake. It was nice. I don't know. It just wasn't my deal. It wasn't your day. If it was a nice, if it was a nice, nice six, cool day with no flies, you would have loved it. it. Yeah. Yep, no problem. We wound up. So uh, I turned back. We sent Jill back early. Code Epoxy and I finished uh, our portion. And I thought it was actually kind of sweet with him because as a human, we get in our own own way, I think, sometimes. And it was, Are you saying I got in my own way? You got way? in your own way a little oh, bit. Because I, the conditions were not great. They but, also weren't that bad. I was obviously having a day. But this little guy doesn't care if, he's, if it's a beautiful mountain or just a buggy little natural area. If he's out on a hike... He's happy, and he was no happier on the perfect condition day than he was on the... Because he didn't think anything of it. No. He was trotting around like there was no bugs, no humidity, no nothing going on. No problem. No problem. So it was just kind of funny watching the other member of our family. I was... Small breakdown. No, no, no. Him just kind of like, oh, this doesn't... This is... Not affect affecting me. No, it didn't. You're similar though. You don't need like pristine conditions to be out. You like to just be out. I do, and it was buggy and hot, and the company was a little irritable. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to still enjoy myself. Yeah, it was. I mean, I. Probably want to do it again before I'd say I wouldn't recommend it mm-hmm. because that's not really fair. No, that's not. In fact, I would recommend it. Oh, right cool. by Lake Anne, you could do a Ransom Lake natural area plus a Lake Anne loop, and then go into the town of Lake Anne. Is it correct though that sometimes when it's like a natural area, it's not super? I don't know, um, like. Manicured for you? Yeah, manicured. That was the word. I don't, I, think I don't think so. I think it's just a level of protection oh. that the Michigan this actually the, the trail the Michigan was, was yeah. nice. It was just there's bugs. They didn't yeah, remove the bugs so for you. Many bugs. So I mean, not a few. 
they were they were swarming. Okay. And I think though is because it was so humid. Yeah. I'm wondering. Low point. Uh, and that's a low And point. then we couldn't find anything to eat. Yeah, so this goes full circle. You're right. Yes, because remember that we went to get ice cream and the place closed. Yep. Look at that. Highs and lows. I'm wondering if during, as we're in, this is episode eight here in Michigan. We're going to have a few episodes in Michigan. I just got real amped that that lined up like that. Should we, maybe we'll do this every episode for Michigan. The high and the low of Jill's recent adventures. I like that you're assuming I'll have a lot. It is par for the course. <laughs> I do have about a 50% ratio. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it from this one. Hit up the scenic drive and the shipwreck. Yeah. And, and if you dare, the go ransom, to the Ransom Trail. Yeah. Ransom Lake Natural pack Area. Your own, pack your own snacks. Absolutely. We're going to have a lot more episodes. Uh, we have a couple different twists, I think, that we're going to do in Michigan. We're going to test out a couple different things. Going to have on some special guests, I think, and maybe not talk about the outdoors for an episode. We're still kind of throwing that one around. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening, everyone. If you don't already and enjoy the episode, subscribe, leave us a review, pledge on our Patreon page, subscribe to our newsletter, come to our trash cleanup events. Lots of ways to get involved. The easiest way to pick what you would like to do, though, further with our outdoor adventure community is simply by going to our website, hashtag 59.com, and playing around a little bit and seeing what you like. Until episode 9 of our Midwest Adventure season, Mike R. and Jilly G. Saying peace. <laughs>